This is CliffCentral.com. Well, hello and very, very welcome to Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. On controls is Palisa Mabuya. I'm Shumaine Harris and... I'm Liesl Tom. Hello, Shemaine. Hello, <laughs> And with us in studio today is Charbonnet Boerlow. Now, she does quite a few things. What I picked up first was, was the life coach, and then what really interested me was the hereditary healer part of your business. Hey, Charbonnet. Hello. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Good to have you. Good to have you here. Thank you for having me here. Mm. So, so what is a hereditary healer? So, I was very blessed to have been raised by a Celtic, um, Irish-born lass, if you want to put it that way. So, my granny raised me, and uh, she crossed over at the age of ninety-six. Um, I was about twenty-three at that stage. So when she started teaching me, it was about the crystals and the herbs and what energy forces you could use to ground yourself and make yourself feel better. So if you are all out of sorts, for instance, go and really hug a tree. Mm-hmm. Go and ground yourself with it. This Let's, is your granny that time already. That's it. My granny that time already. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very blessed. A lot of people come across the paths very late in their lives. Um and you started But you early. were born into it. I was born into it. And that's where the hereditary comes yes. from. Did she lay her hands on you and gifted you all her gifts? She actually blessed me with uh, as my spiritual name when I was born. Um, it has changed um, over the last couple of years. Um, I was called Phylinx. Um, not as dangerous as a lion yet, however, and strangely enough, you guys all saw the cat. Uh-huh. So I have this thing with all the felines. Um, my name has changed over the last couple of years because I've gone on to my own path, which has been Egyptian. And um, I've started learning from them, but uh-huh. uh, raised and born Celtic. Yes. So your name is spelled, let's, let's do the name thing because I keep getting confused. And you know what? I actually don't like not being able to say someone's name properly. Okay. Um, because I mean, it's, it's happened to me and I find it quite irritating, especially if we're sitting and having a, a proper conversation or if I know I'm going to see you again and again. Um, so you, the spelling is S-H-U-V-E-N-Y. That's correct. But the pronunciation yes. is Chavonet. Chavonet. And it means to remember. All right. From where? where, where? It's Gaelic. Is it Gaelic? Yes. Okay, great. Because so, uh, so, so it just, it just, it just bounced about it in my head. sounds like a very smooth wine. You'll remember it. Oh, darling, you <laughs> age like that, and time. Like that. Your husband made it very easy for me. He said, just, it's like Chardonnay, but with a V. That's it. And I went like, yes, now we've got it. You know, you're very interesting to look at. You know, you're interesting, period. But also, you know how we, we do the whole... I look at you and I make up my mind about you kind of thing or yes. I form a particular picture. Yes. And you're colorful. So you, it's like you walking around with your identity almost like fr- on the outside. Yes. Sorry, um, I just want to interrupt you and tell our listeners when Shemaine says colorful, she does not mean color because Chauvinet is dressed in black, but she's not 
covered, but she's got very interesting tattoos on very interesting places. places. Yes. And then the nails are colorful. I'll, I'll, I'll grant oh, you that. Yeah. And purple, purple. <laughs> Absolutely. And purple, your other Yes, tats. yes. But let's not go away from those tats. Because <laughs> no, it's, very, it's very rare that one sees a female. Yes. With a tattoo right in the front on the forehead and then on the, what do you call this? The clavi- cl- clavicular, what do you, what you call it? The breastbone. The breastbone. Thank you. So, and yours, there's like a half moon with two um, uh, at the top and then four spots uh, going down. Yes. What does that mean? That's the four elements. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the top part is the divinity. Mm-hmm. Female divinity, all right, and the power of the goddess. And you chose it to to be right there on your yes. What do you call that spot again? Um, this is your third eye. The, you chose to have it in your third eye. I, for. I firmly believe, Shemaine, that it's always been there. Um, it was quite strange when I went for the tattoo, and my tattoo artist, when she put the stencil down, she said to me, "This is meant to be here," and I said, "Yes, it is." And you would see it when you look at me and people recognize me by this tattoo now, uh-huh. strangely enough. Awesome. Um, but after a while it fades away and you don't see it anymore. It's like it is part of who I am. Uh-huh. And I'm comfortable enough to express my inner being on the outside. And that was a long journey. But before we get there, let's finish the tat on your breast. Yes. That is a cat. Yes. With I said a snake and you went a cobra. A cobra. So, yeah. So, so t- tell us about that one. Um, bus came when I was diagnosed with stage three cancer, um, uh, last year, this time. Uh, and you've had cancer, you've been diagnosed how many times did you? Three say? times. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, there's a reason for that though. Okay. Um, I went through the whole healing journey. I struggled a lot. Um, there was a lot of complications afterwards. And I've got a now five-year-old little girl, wow. one child only. Yes, so awesome. it's been very traumatic for her as well. Uh-huh. Um, I've always had my attachment to my felines. And uh, cats vibrate on a very different energy. Um, they are very, very spiritual. I, uh, people say, watch your dogs. I say, watch your cats. Because if they're calm enough and, and nothing disturbs them, you're still okay. But if your cat sit up, then there's a problem. But, um, I'm going, I'm also going off the story. So I get yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Liesl is loving that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. And I will visit. I will promise. I can't bring all 23 with me, but I will visit. Um, I gifted myself when the scars healed. And I said to Bronwyn, which is my tattoo artist, I said to her, design something for me that will represent my inner being. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I have, again, walked away and I've been victorious, that um, cancer that we look at is a disease that we fear um, has not taken away from me. However, yet again, empowered and raised my voice. Because my throat chakra is now vibrating at the energy that it should. I now speak my authentic truth. And it's taken me from being diagnosed up until where I sit today, and it's still a journey every single day, understanding what my authenticity is all about. You said there was a reason for the cancers. Yes. Cancers. Yes. What do you mean by that? You know that... When we get um, violated either in an energetic way or in a physical way, 
it goes and it settles somewhere inside our bodies, um, whether it's by emotional abuse, verbal abuse, or physical abuse. The scars may heal. Mental abuse. That's it. Mm -hmm. There's so many, and people are getting more clever each day mm -hmm. on how to abuse. Um, being exposed to rape twice, which I've never spoken about, I was too ashamed, actually, mm. because these were people that I knew. And being sexually molested from the age of four, um, I blocked that out of my memory. I did not remember my childhood at all. I did not want to. My subconscious kept that away from me because it was too emotionally traumatizing. Mm -hmm. So I developed breast cancer. And that our breasts and our wombs are our female parts. And that's where the violation went to go and sit. So I had breast cancer at the age of 22. I had cervical cancer um, at about, I think it's five years ago. My daughter's five now, yes, just after her birth. I was diagnosed with cervical cancer. And um, that also came from the abuse that I've gone through. The anger. I think it, it may have been the anger. It may have been the fact that I refused to acknowledge it for myself, that I didn't want to speak about it, that I thought that there was a stigma. Yeah, and, and if you don't speak about it, you think it's going to go away. It's magically disappeared. Yeah, yeah, it's gone, yeah. It's gone, it's gone. You know, it's we like, force it down. It hasn't happened, you know. So, and if I don't think about it, then it can't affect me. And then the body's going... No, actually, um, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just funny enough that you mentioned that. It's like people, um, when with the root chakra, for instance, using it as an example, we think that the root chakra is there for just your grounding, but the root chakra is finding your place within your tribe, which is your immediate family. Mm -hmm. So, from conception to the age of seven or eight, is the time for that chakra to develop. And finding your voice in order to stand up for yourself in your tribe. It's, 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 uh, up until about seven or eight, that's kind of like what we call the formative years from birth to. That's correct. Normally, you know, um, I don't know, some even go like up until seven is your formative and now you've just dodged it with they another are, year or so. They, <laughs> you, you actually have. Great. It doesn't stop even at that age. Mm -hmm. Then you look at the second chakra, which is the sacral. Mm -hmm. And um that's the orange one. That's the orange one. You're and I'm sorry to tell you that I will never like orange. That's fine. Oh, I like her. I will never like orange. <laughs> and I will not pretend. I will not pretend that uh -huh. I will like orange. Why does it feel so violent <laughs> when you say it like that? Because people want to, again, we are conditioned. Yeah. So let's say I'm going to heal you. I'm going to almost my idea of healing is you need to start wearing orange. Mm -hmm. Try and find something orange in my household. Right. Not going to work. Okay. I can accept the fact that my sacral chakra has been damaged uh -huh. and I can accept the fact that I need to work through the issues that's there, but I never have to like the color. Okay. I can accept the fact that the solar plexus has been damaged. Mm-hmm. And I don't own anything that's yellow. Right. So the color doesn't make to say that if you wear that color or live in that color, it will heal you. Mm -hmm. it, 
it will fix you, the issue. But but I, I, I want you to go back to to the root chakra and children finding their voice in their tribe because I come from a culture where children are to be seen yes. and not heard. That's right. So does that then cause damage? Yes, it does. Say more. It does. So formative years root chakra. Voice hasn't been found. So what happens to you become dysfunctional? First of all, your inner voice is now silenced. You are, as you said, only to be seen and not to be heard. So your voice is not important. Your basic needs are not looked after. Your basic needs are love. It is attention when you need it. It is someone to come down to your level of understanding and seeing the world through your eyes as a child. Not as a child coming to the grown-up level mm. and experiencing it there. So you are robbed of having to find your voice and your place within how, your tribe. How does that play out eventually? How does that? Because I can imagine it's, 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 there's a huge sense of insecurity. Yes, because it's not just me. I mean, it's, it's an it's, entire it's insecurity. It's, it's generation, like, generations. Yeah. So, so let's talk root chakra, right? So the root chakra is actually driven by fear. Mm-hmm. If you go and you want to get the uh, controlling mechanisms. But it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So we have the adrenals and the kidneys is just a little bit of information, right? And they are responsible for the metabolism of the fats, the proteins, the carbohydrates, and they also support the fight or flight responses, which in actual fact is a primal or primitive response. So that's note the survival mm. in the root chakra. So the life lesson of the chakra is to stand up for oneself, finding on where you're belonging. So if the chakra becomes dysfunctional, you become a victim in your later life. You become a victim to other people. So and that's that works for all the chakras or just are you speaking specifically, specifically now for the root chakra? Okay. Okay. So it is the foundation for your emotional and mental health. Okay. So in your tribe you learn about your code of honor which is directed and directly from your f- close family and friends. So you may in later years do the same thing to your children. You are to be Seen, not heard. Mm-hmm. So you are continuing that. What happens when you, because we decide um, after being grown up, when we feel our families didn't quite meet our needs, we go like, I'm finding me another family. You know, can they be a support for that? Or can they kind of like, how, how do you work through through those issues without the, the, the relatives that you came into the, the world with? If I'm understanding your question, um, you say choosing another family. Mm-hmm. At what age? Say 30-something, 20-something. Oh, well, those are, that's your support structure. Mm-hmm. Um, family is not just by blood. And those people, yes, if you are honest and open enough to share your soul, mm-hmm. open your spirit. So it can be reversed? Yes. Okay, great. The, you can. You can. There are things to work on that you mm-hmm. can work on in order to help the that, chakra Because yeah. everything doesn't go away, isn't it? Doesn't go. Because I mean, your family is your family. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter how far you run. Your family is your family. You know, the beautiful part of our root chakra is that not a lot of people, as well, do not know 
is is that it controls our mental stability and the achievement of goals. So as a 20, 30-year-old, and if you look at your life from wherever you're sitting right now and listening, this is one chakra that we've touched on. Mm-hmm. And yes, you, it would be nice to go to some others, but yes, keep going. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the, I like the, the fact that you are you you're taking the bottom and you're connecting it with what I call my in, intellect or yes. my mental yes. state. But, but but before you carry on, I just want to you know for the listeners who who are not seeing what you are doing, you've got this chart. Yes. Uh, won't you explain it to us? How does it work? You use that in your healing. How yes, does it do. work? So. The chakras is the first one, like I said. The um, the root chakra is the the grounding is fear. Then mm-hmm. you look at the sacrum, which is your feelings. Mm-hmm. Your solar plexus is your procreativity. Your heart, obviously, is harmony. Your throat is philosophy. Your third eye is wisdom. Your crown is spirituality. Now, the interesting fact is, is that you only become a balanced human being at the age of 41. And that little cliche of life begins at 40 mm-hmm. really has a lot of truth. Because if you've been exposed to the right life lessons, you become a balanced individual. And from the age of 41, 42, 43, you are spiritually awakened. And then you have different ages inside you as we were going to go through. So I'll just give an example over here. Right. So age one, you're looking at pure surviving, which means I need to be fed. I need to be warm and I need to be Nappy changed or all those kind of things. You look at age two, um, you look at the awakening of your own inner feelings of that I want, I don't want. Mm -hmm. However, it is also touched then on the second chakra already. So then you go to age three where you act, you actively start discovering the world. It is the what is this and the what is what that touches on your solar plexus. Mm-hmm. So as I said earlier, you said the forming years, one mm-hmm. to seven. Okay, that's your foundation years. Then you go back to the root chakra at age eight or nine. Great. And you start there again. And every single so that, time. That's the seven-year cycle that we hear about all mm, the time. Mm, no. That's correct. The, all that seven-year itch, right? <laughs> <laughs> Once we've dealt with all these chakras, let's move on to, to another set. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Liesl, I have to say to you that um, <clears throat> life is a spiral. You come from the bottom, and I love to explain it to the clients like that. You have seen those little thingies that run in the wind with that little ball, mm-hmm. and it spins and it spins. You start from the bottom, and you work your way up. And when you're at the top, you have to come down again. Mm-hmm. And with every single time that you work up or down, you take more layers of conditioning away from yourself, and you become more real. But that's conscious. Because, I mean, I know 42-year-olds who are messed up. Dude, if you met me five years ago, you would have looked at me going like, you messed up. <laughs> so, it is so a, do you understand what I mean? So it's, it's like it's a like conscious decision. Yeah, you said earlier, you need the right support structure. Yes, too. you do. Mm-hmm. You need it, one person, one person that can make a difference in your world. One person that would actively and generously listen to you. Uh-huh. And not just listen to you in order to respond. Mm-hmm. But hear what you are saying. While you are breathing Yeah If that makes sense It totally does It's the silences between the words Mm -hmm. And reading what your body is telling me Mm -hmm. Are you comfortable? And I know no one can see us at the moment But a client that would come in 
and the immediate thing that they would do is sit down in the chair and they would cross their arms. And I know that that's a thing where they say um, body language, it's a closed up. It's not closed up. It is me defending my heart. Protecting. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm defending my heart. Mm. I have been bruised and beaten and battered so many times over that I'm scared of what is going to come out here. So my body armor is not even thick enough. You can't see it, but it's there. So when you look at our body language, what is, what is that? What does that say? You are quite calm and relaxed. Your head's very busy though. It is unfortunate that I did hear that uh, you've been on a little vacation or a holiday. So <laughs> I'm going to take it that you should be relaxed depending on where that holiday was and if it was a choice of a place of your choice or whether you would have enjoyed it. But you, you, you look like somebody that craves. You strike me as somebody that craves a lot of um, knowledge. An understanding of your inner being, of your own inner being. Have I made the right choices in life? Do I, and how do I accept? Can I accept mistakes I've made? Is it okay to say that I've made the mistakes? Of course it is. All of us make mistakes. Mm. And that's how we learn. Mm -hmm. It's the most fascinating thing I read this morning is that the heart needs to be cracked open completely. You know, it's one thing to say that and to hear that, but when it actually happens, you inhale yes. for the longest time. But <laughs> oh no, the, the the aftermath is 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 just demacar uh, and, and 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 crazy chaotic. But but then after that, once you start, you know, clearing out, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would never tell somebody your, your heart needs to be cracked open because they might come and kill me. Oh no, my darling, nobody so. <laughs> needs to crack your heart open. The universe will do it for you. Life does I it know, for you. Yeah. I know. The universe will do so, it for you. So go to the, the, the orange witch, the one you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> the sacral chakra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's talk about that. One of the things that I really never, that I heard the first time today is when she said the, the base is where our tribal thing you know where our familial identity comes from that for me is beautiful and the fact that mentally it influences we didn't finish that part did we <laughs> Jermaine our conversations <laughs> never finish but can we try and steer it more or less to carry on with well, the orange <laughs> yes, yes please can we but can we just get that mental connection how, how, it, how it works with the mental thing how it, it influences your mental state of being the base. Your base chakra. Mm -hmm. Like I said to you, when it becomes dysfunctional, you, you, in later life, your mentally, um, mental lethargy, your uh -huh. spaciness, you're unfocused, you're incapable of being still, you have difficulty to achieving your goals. Mm -hmm. And that continues until you actually stand still and go and resolve whatever conditioned you to become who you are. Mental illness? Mental illness as well. Can that come from there? It does come from there. Okay. It has a huge impact. Strokes? Strokes, heart chakra. Oh, the heart. Yes. All righty. Let's go. <laughs> Can we go to the orange yes, now? <laughs> okay. So the developmental stages for, for that beautiful little chakra that sits there is from 
8, 9 until 14 or 15. And this is where you start misunderstanding your own desires, right? Because now those beautiful things of hormones start kicking in and we become teenagers and we don't understand what's happening to our own bodies. And this is also where you develop your first crush, supposedly. Yes. I think if you can think that far back, I think I can still remember mine. Um, So at the age of nine, you go back to your root chakra and you start with friendships in different forms. So you are no longer in the tribe. You are now expanding outside. You're experimenting. Mm -hmm. You are forming different relationships. The other people on the outside are now welcomed in. So you are also beginning to learn from outside your tribe. So now you might find something that's different from there. Bring it into the tribe, have a discussion. It might be pressed down depending on what household you are raised in, or it might be openly discussed that everybody is entitled to think, believe, feel, do what is right for them. So there, there are the, those, um, households where you're just supposed to keep quiet and follow the rules. There are the households where you, you are encouraged to do Whatever, and then there are those children who just roam the streets. Like there are a lot of children who who basically were forsaken from by their family, parents, whatever. Yes. Not for I'm not going for a reason. I'm just saying it is what it is at that moment. Yes, where those kids are alone mm. and they're going like, Fuck. there's no guidance. Ooh, what? But what, this is what happens there in those cases. Shaman, this is where we are standing currently in our civilization. Let's look at our world where we are currently. Mm-hmm. It is aggressive. Yeah. It is in pain. Yeah. It is screaming for release. It came from somewhere. We neglected. We, mm-hmm. we need to take ownership. We neglected. We did not decide to stop the cycle. So those children are on the street for whatever reasons. We humans, are you talking about? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because not every person, unfortunately, has the heart to go out and actually extend a hand. Because why? I've been hurt too many times before. So I won't. Mm-hmm. I would rather drive past the seven-year-old sitting on the street corner and go like, oh, if I give you a five rand, the only thing you're going to go do is going to go and sniff glue, whatever the case may be. This is the mentality we have. Not necessarily wrong or right. It is your experience, though. It is. You know what I mean? Because for the individual. I don't want people to go judging themselves. No, know, no, 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 no. You know, sometimes you drive past someone and you go like, you're overwhelmed. Yes. You know, because there's mm. so many people standing there. Yes. And you just go like, oh, my God. You know, I also. I, I, I also need to eat. Yes. Yes. You know, so so it's not to make people feel guilty about not being able to give or not wanting to give, choosing to not at that moment, because that's also That's okay. also fine. But then the next time that you drive past in the sandwich that you haven't had mm-hmm. while you were at work that you are going to toss out when you get home, mm-hmm. you could have handed that over. True that. It's an exchange of energy. True that. It's not necessarily about giving the five rand or the whatever rand that you have. Mm. It is about giving what you can. But it's also, if it's an exchange of energy, an acknowledgement That's that right. that is a person. Yes. Because I've seen it time and time again that people drive past beggars, whether they are different, abled, or, or whatever the case may be, and not looking at mm. them. And that just breaks my heart. It's a human being. Yes. And that exchange of energy, it might not be what they physically need, but it is at least an acknowledgement. Correct. 
Can it be that it's because we feel so uncomfortable and so not maybe emasculated in the sense that we don't even know how to fix it, mm. that we sometimes just don't want to look because we we so, reminded of how insufficient we are, you know. So for, some people look and some people don't look, and some days you look and some days you just can't look. And here is my challenge, mm. Shimon. Where does it resonate when you can't look? Mm-hmm. Where does it make you feel whatever it is that you're feeling? Is it guilt? Is it irritation? Is it the fact that you just cannot help everybody and you would want to and you are ashamed? Where does it resonate within you? Because then within your inner being, there is something that you can resolve. Mm -hmm. Because acknowledging somebody that freely... That's that's all great for you to mention that. So give us examples because we all feel those things on different ti- at different times, different places. So say, let's take me for example. Yes, you know. So you can do whomever, but just just give us say if if it if it res- resonates here, at, in in the middle of my chest, yes. uh, between my breasts, my heart chakra, your boobies. My yes. Boobies. <laughs> what does that say? What what must I look for then? What what mm. would we work? Where were you hurt before? Where were you hurt? Look at okay. look at how you cannot acknowledge that, as you said, Lizel, the human individual. Mm-hmm. You cannot look them straight in the eye, which is the window to the soul, mm-hmm. is it not? We've all been hurt, though. I know. But then go and look mm-hmm. and go and excavate what it is that you need to be dealing with mm-hmm. inside you to look at another individual and say, I see you. Awesome. The stomach area. Yes. The solar plexus. Uh, the, yes, the solar plexus, the yellow p- bit. What? Because that's also, that we also feel that. I'm speaking like this because, you know, sometimes in my head, it just goes like, what's that again? I mean, the older I get, the more I'm fine with getting confused. So, <laughs> so what happens? So we're going to blame it on age, right? No, 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 but at least, at, for sure, it's, it's age, it's, 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 it's for sure, that thing where you go like, oh, I'm not embarrassed if I get it wrong anymore. Um, so what happens with the, it's your willpower. Okay, so it's your drive. When I can't look at you. What does that say? What is it? What is it that's weak with inside me? Okay. What is it that I'm not okay with? That's within okay. me. It is not about the person that you are looking at. It is about you as an individual. Find what it is that within you, and if every single person could actually look at themselves and go, "This is what lies within me. Mm. I need help." Number one. I need to get to someone and someone needs to help me. Let me, we are not cars. We don't fix. We look at our constraints and we give you tools in order to work through whatever constraint it is that's within you. We always need help though, eh? Mm. Of course. There's, there's, there's never, never a moment in a day. You might be happy and fulfilled, but there's always something that you're going to need to work towards. That's and true. it's the most bizarre thing that we somehow Somewhere got this idea that we just have to go, 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 mm-hmm. never looking at our physical vehicles mm-hmm. and never have to ask for help because we have to know things. Up top, up top. I yeah. need one too, though. You also need an up top. <laughs> Thank you. Because I have we a beautiful have, well, thing called the pause button. Mm-hmm. And when I do my sessions with my clients and they babble, babble, babble about their day and I go, I need you to be quiet and I need you to breathe into where I press and I will press on your stomach lightly, not, not to pain and on your chest and say, well, raise your tummy first for me and then your chest up. 
And then breathe it out while holding your chest up, which means you are opening the heart up. And then breathe it out. Mm. And just in that split second, acknowledge what is happening within you. Pause. Press that pause button. Sometimes we don't have the words to acknowledge or to be able to verbalize where we, what we're feeling, you know. What do you do in that case? Because we almost like don't validate that it's a truth or a real thing if we can't speak it. But some, do you understand what I'm saying? What do you but do energetically with, with people you like, could, you okay, could pick it up. Uh-huh. Energetically you pick it up. So if an individual comes, I have a meet and greet. Um, if an, a client makes an appointment, I'd say we would meet and greet first. You have to be comfortable with me. I don't look the norm, as you said earlier. Mm-hmm. So you need to be comfortable with me. And I need to also understand who I will be dealing with and what your requirements would be. And we would sit and I would say, right, jump on the bed, lie down, put a nice blanket on you, close your, cover your eyes up with a nice little feathers and scented pillow and nice music. And I touch for hot spots. Mm-hmm. I will move my hands over your body and there will be a constraint somewhere that I would feel. And it comes through as a hot spot. That's the only way to Is describe it. Is that a bit it. like Reiki? Um, Reiki doesn't do physical touching. Oh, you physically? I physically okay. touch you. All right, all right. I would work on your arms. I would feel your shoulder blades. I will then sense that there are hot spots, which means we carry a lot of our stress, obviously, mm, over here. Shoulders, yeah. However, that's got to do with your throat chakra. Ah. Eh, that's not your authentic truth that's coming out. So if this is stressing, your, your truth might be uh, stunted? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> but I also, you know, the, the hot spots would be, for me, inflammation. Yes. To a more, uh, lesser or a more degree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got what you say. I got what you were saying. So I'm just like, I would pick up, say for instance, on the hips. I'd pick up that there's a hot spot lying right by the hip bone, especially with females. And, hmm, 99.99% there has been some form of violation, mm-hmm. whether it's been manipulated into having sex or actually being molested or raped or whichever, there has been some constraint. I will pick up on a hot spot by the chest area. I will then feel for your diaphragm and understand, is it very tight? Is it painful? Is it hurtful? What is happening if I press you? Are you uncomfortable? Okay, you've been hurt. What has been happening in your childhood? But then we need to go and excavate. How far does it go back? Mm. You'll get home, and I'm going to use a a silly example. You you get angry, you're home, the toast is burnt. But are you angry about the toast that got burnt? Mm. Or are you angry at the fact that your husband may have forgotten to do X, Y, Z? Or are you angry because your husband forgotten to do X, Y, Z, or you did not remind him? Find the core. Mm. I want to get back to your orange, though. All right. <laughs> go, let's, let's do it. Let's go. I just wanted to get back to your orange oh, quickly. So. Thank you. Just for you, just for you, with your nice orange shirt on together, because right? I'm wearing orange Yes. <laughs> so there's archetypes that you get as well with dysfunctional chakras. Um, the one, obviously, is... We spoke earlier about more positive. It depends on what you what you see as positive. And then there is a dysfunctional one. So this... The functional chakra, sacral chakra, would look like the it's the free-spirited or the very independent individual. And then there's the opposite. That would be the martyr. 
the self-sacrificial victim. The so poor let's, me. Even worse than that sometimes. Because poor me can go to your cytoplexus too. Okay. Yeah. That's the drudge. You don't have your spiritual warrior that comes from your cytoplexus. Where you at that determined not to have your voice silenced. And I'm not just talking about speaking. I'm talking about your inner complete being. Your physical, your energetical, your spiritual. Whatever it is that makes you you. Mm-hmm. Your voice will not be silenced. And let dysfunctions happen. And later in life we find out why. So does each chakra have an archetype? Yes, it does. The only one that doesn't have an archetype is your throat. Obviously, because if the three lower chakras, which is your siloplexus, your sacral and your root, are they work together, then we get to the heart, which is the center. Mm -hmm. And the heart is the only one that turns inwards. It becomes about you and how about you see things and about how you value things and mm-hmm. how you sacrifice yourself. Just, you know, that self-sacrificial thing, the sacral chakra might have been hurt somewhere else. Now it lies in your heart because it's pushed up. One dysfunctional chakra affects another one. Mm-hmm. Your throat chakra can be in such balance if you have been paying attention to the lower three and to your heart that it will be open and easy, like me. Mm-hmm. I'm, this is who I am. There's no reason for you me to hide. Easily. Yeah. So I, I just, I'm, I'm sit, sitting here thinking now, um, w- with you not doing the color thing or the color therapy thing, there are a lot of people who work with color. What do you say to them? Is it all about a belief system or what? It depends on what works for you. Okay. I cannot force something onto you because then I'm manipulating you. Okay. I can influence you. I could say to you, this is what you can try. But if it's not going to work for you as an individual and subconsciously you're buying into what I'm saying to you because somewhere along the line Mm -hmm. that was attached to, I don't like that. It might have been, who knows, that someone was wearing an orange shirt that did something to me. I don't know. Mm. And that's the color that's associated with with it. it. Yeah. So the yellow one, the so we were talking about the archetypal thing. So do you want to go to that one? You want to talk about that? I think so, because we're getting, our time's getting like really like, <laughs> you know, little. So. so our third chakra on the side of plexus is all about inner strength. So this strength is developed by facing all your external challenges. So if you are supported yet again at this stage, you are still in, in the home um, environment. Um, then you are from the ages of 14 up until 21, mm-hmm. um, where you are now developing your own internal being. Um, you become the spiritual warrior, which would be able to stand up and say and voice, this is who I am. The flip side of this is the drive, that's what I call the skivvy, the one that will, the poor me, you know. Mm. Um, it's always envious of other people's qualities. However, they have these qualities. They just do not know how to excavate it. People think that we are born psychic. Do you know that you are all born psychic? You all have inner intuition. Every single person has that ability. Mm-hmm. It is just somewhere along the line, something got dysfunctional within our psyche, and we are trying to 
work through it and help through it. I wouldn't want to be like completely psychic anyway because you know the disturbances that you feel. Yeah, I don't want to see dead people. It's busy. (laughs) You don't want to see dead people. Who says I'm real? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did hear you say you people are all psychic. (laughs) And I was wondering now, uh, where do you fit into this? You single. Well, I'm not a human. I'm a half cat, right? (laughs) Before you go to the heart. Can I just ask you, yes. you spoke about us having um, an, a new bit of a, a, a an issue where before, uh, during the 60s and before or before the 60s, yeah. we undershared. Yes. Now we overshare. We overshare. We have support groups for everything. I bump my toe. Mm-hmm. I'm in a support group tomorrow. Um, and I know where you're going with this. I'm going to answer the, the complete question. Uh, Explain the whole thing. It is about. I don't even know where when. I'm going with this. I know. See, I'm psychic. See, my intuition is telling me over here, Shaman. So, when is therapy enough? Mm-hmm. Do you know that dysfunctional, um, and, and maybe it's not the right word, but that's the word that comes to mind. Dysfunctional uh, human um, psyche or being has found a breeding ground. In the holistic healing environments And I know that there's a lot of stones being thrown At the radio right now <laughs> But it's the truth Because we keep them there We keep them We keep them wanting to hold on To another, just another crutch We don't want to empower them Because we lose a Money making mm-hmm. Because it's all about the dollar isn't it mm-hmm. But that's not the way it should be I didn't realize that people in the Esoteric world make Overall, a lot of money. I don't know, like some people, but some yes, people, some people do. They know? they can be excessively expensive as to their services, and I think it needs to be. It's an energetic exchange. Mm. Um, some of my my clients that come and see me, they know I work on a donation. I feed twenty three cats. I have to eat sometimes too, and sometimes not grass, right? You know, what you feel. Grass is good. Yeah, no. Wheat grass is very expensive. (laughs) Exactly. But it's an energetic exchange. And then you can say, look, this is what I can offer you. What can you afford? Uh It's not always about this is my service. You need to pay me a thousand X, what said, and for 45 minutes sit down. It's not like that. You can't do that because you have that person with this is now your support group or your support person. So you keep on going back to that person. But when are you healed? Mm. When are you really healed? When do you decide, I can now go to the outside world and continue with my life? It takes a maximum of 10 sessions. Seven chakras, three sessions on just looking on what else do you need? What but, else has come up? Yeah, but, but that's you. That is me. You know? So the oversharing um, that that we so you're saying we're just being overindulgent and it's a distraction. So we should really just go out and do what we need to after we've got gotten what. If we you need are empowered, Shaman, yes. Okay. If you are being empowered, um, it, it, it's like one question that was raised at a table full of people, and I spoke about it in my group the other uh, other day. It's one single question: is Are you available on June the third? Uh-huh. You would sit back and go, June the third. Uh, did you say June the third? And you go on in a tangent about I cannot go because this is when I have my support group about incest and blah 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 blah. And this entire table, everybody, I hate when people turn me into the monkey audience. There you go. 
So what just happened? I have manipulated with my woundology, right? Continue. I have I now love that word woundology. Yes, so I have now dictated what woundology means. It's my poor wounded little self will determine how you will tread around me, mm-hmm. and I will use it as a currency. Mm. Bravo! You have just become the world's best narcissist and manipulator. Doesn't give you sympathy. There are people that have had the worst lives out there and they walk away because they made a conscious decision mm-hmm. on stopping the abuse, even by yourself, because we can become our own worst enemies. Mm-hmm. Mm, but also in dealing with other people, you know, I've got, I've got my hurt and it's here and it looks like this. And, and then yours, show me yours. Show me yours. Yes, yes, yes. And we compare our emotional wounds. And, and then we, we form click, hey? Delve into and oh, it's boring. I know. So how do you get over it? You You know how do you you break away from that? You do, but this is what I was saying: the support groups. Because what do we want? We want people to listen to us, right? So you want to tell me your story, okay? You've got an hour. Let's talk. So this is what's been going on. How's your last week been? Did you do the homework that I've given you? Because, darling, I just don't sit here and listen to you for because of the sake of listening. You have to go and work proactively on yourself. What has come from that? What are you bringing back to me? I gave you, say, a meditation to go and do. Did you do the meditation? No, I did not. Why? You're not serious about healing. Mm. You are not serious about making yourself an authentic being. You want to stay exactly where you are. I can imagine that you must be very popular when you say things like that. I am very popular when I say (laughs) things like that. The the, the heart. The heart chakra. Yes, please. You want to talk about the heart chakra? Yes, please. Okay. I thought we were running out of time. I can't see. Yes, you can see are, the clock. We, you know, I'll get there like two minutes for each. We've got four to go to go through. Other than the how many, 20 other. It's okay. We'll, 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 we'll guide you. And if we need to speed you up, we'll speed you up. <laughs> okay, speed but we are up, getting right. to the speeding up. I, I'm getting to the speeding up. All right. So the heart chakra is actually one of my most favorites. All right. Because it houses... So many things within there And people think it's just about um, Like we spoke earlier Cracking the heart open It's not about that It's about the inner being mm-hmm. It is about becoming who you are What your needs are And yes you need to go through a bit of a narcissistic phase Where you will no longer be the servant Or stand in service of someone else And actually have your own voice heard And actually acknowledge how you feel about something And I can probably sit and, and and use my husband as an example um, Where your voice gets silenced And you are suppressed in such a way Where you become fearful of saying No I don't like it lies in the heart because you are scared because you were traumatized. So you were actually damaging yourself internally. You were making and experiencing pain. You're experiencing shortness of breath. Your arms are aching. Your shoulders are aching. You have mild heart attacks. Your voice is not being heard because you don't know how to bring it out of your chest area. So the heart is about you as an individual, your rights as an individual of saying no and not feeling guilty. 
Therein lies the the thing that you go like, oh, I've got to say no, but I feel so bad. Why do you feel bad? It's a conditioning. Exactly. So where does it resonate? From your root chakra or your sacral, because that's what we use to manipulate. So I feel bad. Why do you feel bad? What has happened to you in your life that you should feel bad being protective and have healthy barriers? And I know someone listening now would be very proud of me. Healthy barriers. You know, I don't even think it's a, it's, it's, it's such a big, um, secret. Women have been told that it's no to say wrong for the longest time. So we carry that with us. So, and having to learn or unlearn certain habits can take a lifetime. You know what I mean? And it, and it's a process. It is a process. So, and it's easy when you're sitting on your own and you're strong and you figured it out. Versus mm. somebody who's sitting next to you and they're still trying to figure it out. But, Do you know what but I mean? also, Shemaine, when, when you, when you're on your own and you've, you've, you've sorted it and you, and the moment you are back in your group, that conditioning sets in again yes. and again you feel, oh, I don't want to do this, but mm. let me. Because we are also, as women, we are, from the day our eyes open, we are taught that we have to serve and that we have to put ourselves last. Mm. So, Lisa, I'm very lucky, again, in saying mm. that I was raised, I was raised as a woman and a supreme being. See, mm, yeah, that, mm. that's good. And your, your granny was great with that. And that is why you also don't have a problem with terminology for yourself. Yeah. You call yourself a witch yes. because the, the connotation is not like the, what we were taught. Because if you call somebody a witch, you go like, ah, where's the problem? You know, <laughs> which very, one would I'm, you I'm, like, <laughs> Shemaine? I've got plenty yeah. brooms, darling. No, but you understand what I mean? I we understand. Fun, but yes. uh, essentially, it's not a comfortable term. Yes, I understand. Um, in our society, when you call somebody a witch, some either you telling you're swearing at the person. Sometimes you do it because you love the person. You know, you're getting, oh, you my little witch. But that's a total different story. I am goddess incarnate, and, and I am proud yeah, to and be. Yeah, you, and you say a witch. that as yes. well. So somebody wrote something. Yes. Um, about about you. Um, and gifted me with it. It was the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah, so I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to read one. I'm going to read the start. And she says, a goddess is a woman who emerges from deep within herself. She is a woman who has honestly explored her darkness and learned to celebrate her light. She's a woman who is able to fall in love with the magnificent possibilities within her. She's a woman who knows of the magic and mysterious places inside her, the sacred places that can nurture her soul and make her whole. And that's who you say you are. Yes. Mm. That's how she described you. That's very beautiful. Now come on, more wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so, so before we go to the throat, I just want to ask you, is the heart where the, the bottom three and the top three Converge. collide, where yes. they merge? Yes. Okay, so the throat. And you have actually, throughout this entire conversation, you have spoken about expressing yes. about the throat. And and. I just want to, you know, ask, say, comment that expression isn't always about words. No. It is about that what Jermaine just read. Yes. It's about how people see you, how they view you, how they read your 
if you want to call it your auric field, Mm -hmm. your energy, how they interact with you, how they sit. And the woman that gifted me with this, really, to be honest, is a person that I've shared space with twice only. Wow. And it Mm. was around a table of other people. So it wasn't an individual one-on-one. And she was that observant and seeing who I am and how true I am to who I know I am. So the throat chakra, when we swallow or we hide, yes, is that when we develop problems? There? Yes. That's where my cancer came from because I did not speak. I hid a lot of things. And, and the process has started a couple of years ago that was um, I was forced by universal energies, if you want to call it that, that to go within. Mm-hmm. And actually to go and start understanding that I have a gift. I can help other people. I want to help other people. And let me go and see what is happening with this area. And there was cancer. And I went home and I went to my husband and I said, we need to discuss this because I do not want to go and have the surgery done. I do not want to have the chemo done. Did you? Didn't you? Yes, I did. And I was that honest. And I was in an environment that I could be that honest. And my partner said that, you know, he understands. He would like me so, to, yeah. but he understands. So you've mm. got like a minute to do the, the third pineal eye and the upper one. No pressure. No pressure. Just off the top of your head. So your third eye is where everything happens. That is where you see past. I see Polani's come in, so that's the one that's in <laughs> time's up, right? Yes. That's where it actually has also got to do with the base of your neck. So if you suffer from headaches, it is your third eye that's not working and properly functioning. Okay. It is your intuition. It's your outer thought. Uh-huh. That is seeing past the veil, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. That is seeing not your physical form that I'm seeing right here, but seeing what lies beyond, beyond or beneath. Now the crown. Spiritual. That is from the age of 43 up, where you're actually that comfortable and understanding and allowing mm-hmm. and no longer have to fight your way through of other people's conditioning, mm-hmm. but are comfortable within yourself. And that's the crown chakra. That's it. All righty then. Yay! <laughs> 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 Just about smashed it. So are we, are we going to say goodbye now, Liesl? No, man. Come, we have another minute left. Tell me quickly. (laughs) Yes. Spirit of energy. Yes. What does that mean? Spirit of energy. I was wondering and waiting if you guys were going to actually ask that question. (laughs) Half a second. Half a second, half a second. So what is spirit? Spirit is life force. What is energy? It's the get up and go. So the spirit of energy is the life force of getting up and going. And that is what I work with. And that is how I work. Giving you... The life force and the energy and the spirit. Shawana, where can people get hold of you? They can get hold of me on a group called Healing Evolution. It is on Facebook. I also have a website. Um, my cell phone number is also advertised on the website of Healing Evolution. I'm also at uh, many of the esoteric markets, Light and Joy Fairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a practice at home. It's nice and comfortable, and they visit the 23 cats, unless they are allergic. Um, 
I'm joking. Um, okay, we've got to go. <laughs> I saw face like, so, what? <laughs> it's all right. Well, Shemaine, go. I think we're done we now. We really have to go now. Awesome. Chavonet yes. Bauer Lowe. It right. was a pleasure to have you it on was. Beyond Ears and Eyes. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. It was really, really a pleasure. Palisa, you ready to go? Uh-huh, that's Palisa Mabuye. <laughs> Shaking ahead. I'm Shemaine Harris. Have a good one and be good to yourself. And for me, Liesl Tom, take care. This is CliffCentral.com.